On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the U.S.'s embarrassing World Cup result. Then we will get into the MLB playoffs and talk a little football. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and with us today, Lucas Jones. Lucas, thanks for joining us. Not a problem. So, we were just talking before we started recording about the Cubs-Nationals game today. Do you want to uh, Do you want to get into that a little bit for all of our listeners? Uh, well, it's game four of the NLDS, and the Cubs have a 2-1 series lead. They're supposed to play yesterday. Huge controversy there. Um, in my mind, it's a huge controversy <laughs> because they decided, well, it's going to rain yesterday, so we're going to set the Cubs game at 4 o'clock. And they did that because there was the potential of there being several games yesterday. So and they had to wait to see if the uh, Diamondbacks and Dodgers were going to be done. Um, and that would kind of help determine what what day or what time the Cubs were going to play. Well, thing is, the rain was supposed to get there at 4.35 o'clock yesterday. So why didn't they move the game up to 1 o'clock or 1.30 or something where they'd have the window to play it all? Well, because TBS didn't want to. And that is ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. So did they have the option to reschedule on game day or would it have been a day in advance? Uh, they went ahead and – well, they went ahead and decided that we're playing the day. We're going to play yesterday. So they did everything normal like they would. And then MLB come to start time said, well, we're going to push it in a delay if it wasn't raining yet. And then another delay. So they had basically two delays. lasted about an hour. Then they said, now ah, we're just going to cancel it and play tomorrow, which the weather's crappy up there today, but it's not raining. It's just cold and the wind's blowing in. Doesn't seem like it's going to be a real great day for baseball, but uh, see, they they should have. And in, in, in baseball, you can't. A game's not complete after five innings in the playoffs, like it is you regular to, season. You have to play all nine. You have to play all nine. So what would have happened yesterday is if they did get started and had to stop, and then it, the rain didn't let up, they'd have to finish the game today and then go to Washington tomorrow. But they're playing a game today and going to Washington tomorrow if the Nationals win today. So, to me, though, MLB screwed up and they let TBS push them around and not let the Cubs start. I mean, it's 2017. MLB, Major League Baseball is one of the biggest companies in the United States. They have access to the best weather forecast if they want it. Yeah. Like, there is no reason, like, if you're going to reschedule a game, not to do it earlier. Um, because it was the day before. It's not like they woke up yesterday at 8 in the morning and said, oh, we're going to move the game to 1, and then everyone's got five hours to, you know. This was middle of the afternoon the day before where they said, we're going to go ahead because of the weather and play at 4. So, uh, you know, and that's what I have to say. I lost some respect for Rob Manfred. Roger Goodell moves back up on my list over (laughs) Rob Manfred because Roger Goodell would never – let a TV station, especially like a TBS type, push oh. around. Roger MLB Goodell is protecting the, the shield NFL. at all cost. That, yeah, like, I like, mean that's like I mean look at look at because look at ESPN. They 
are okay with Jamil Hill calling all conservatives and Donald Trump white supremacists and Nazis. But the second she starts talking about boycotting the NFL, she gets suspended. Roger Goodell does not let TV stations push the NFL around. Oh, I mean, that's part of what led uh, Bill Simmons to leave ESPN was whenever he would trash Goodell. and Goodell Yeah, well, was... he called Goodell a liar and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's how you know people say what they want to about Roger Goodell, but he protects the shield at all costs. Rob Manfred, I think, and really dropped the ball yesterday because, you know, it puts the – it puts teams at a disadvantage because not only is, oh, my gosh, we're going to get our game one pitcher back on regular rest who threw a no-hitter through five innings because of the rain. The Dodgers are also getting extra days rest because of the delay. So yeah. there's a lot more issues to it than just – and you would say, well, it's baseball. you got to go out there and beat – you know, and then that's true to an extent, but it's 2017. There shouldn't be – a whole cancellation unless it's raining the whole day yeah i completely agree and so are, are we officially uh calling collusion on uh tbs and major league baseball against the cubs if the nationals win tonight and then go home to washington and win tomorrow oh yeah 100 percent collusion i mean it's clearly what tbs wanted i mean they we could the five game series they want you know we could. It's one thing that it's one thing for the Cubs to have to beat a very, very good Nats team. This Nats team's very good, but now they have to also go against MLB and TBS. That's tough. If this goes all the way, we this is how we could build our empire is off of uh, making Rob Manfred the patsy of the 2017 MLB playoffs and like make Rob Manfred uh, clown T-shirts and. Uh, go sit outside the MLB office <laughs> in New York and protest, uh, yeah. boom. Then fumbling, to. fumbling punter, huge nationwide brand. We're making millions. <laughs> okay. That would be sweet. So looking over to the other side, Kluber versus Sabathia tonight on FS1. I believe it's 730. Uh, who do you like in this game, Lucas? <clears throat> I'm really feeling a strong Yankees notion right here. For some reason, I'm just like, I think they could do it. Why not? I I just hate the Yankees. Uh, I I mean, my heart says Indians. Uh, I think I'm just going to take the Indians here. Uh, Kluber, uh, hopefully Kluber can get back to form and take care of the Yankees tonight. I would really, I mean, I'm rooting. I'll just say I am rooting for the Astros this postseason. It's because, I mean, you're looking at Indians, Yankees, Yankees. versus the Astros and then on the other <laughs> side you've got the Dodgers who I absolutely hate against the Nationals or the Cubs so probably rooting for the Astros the rest of the way as far as I can tell don't want to see Cubs repeat I mean I don't like hate the Cubs other, you like all these other Cardinals <laughs> you secretly like the Cubs but they just they just come out of nowhere and like look oh, hey Cubs and it's like no you don't you love it when Kyle Schwarber hits windows out of the stadium. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not rooting against the Cubs. It's just uh, I would like to see the Astros win one like that young team. Uh, well, I would I would way rather the Cubs make the World Series than the Dodgers, and you know that. Man, I, I hate the Dodgers. The, man, Lance is going to stop listening to this podcast if you keep saying you hate the oh, Dodgers. Oh, I'm sorry, Lance. I don't hate the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> My pick was Indians. Cubs in the World Series, and 
So it's kind of antithetical to me to go Yankees here, but I mean, they got some confidence. They actually should have already closed out the series. I mean, Joe Girardi clearly blew game. Was that game three? Yeah. Um, the Yankees had that one. If he would have just challenged that foul tip catch, strike three, uh, Lindor would have never hit that grand slam. So, you know, the Yankees already had them beat. So I think they could do it. I don't know why they can't. And I'm happy for my boy Starlin Castro. He's having a good postseason. Oh yeah, I love. We we both love Starlin Castro, man, all the way. Uh, he's gonna get his three thousand hits, and hopefully he he is invites us he's to Cooperstown. 100%. Well, I was watching the game the other day, and I had to laugh because I was talking about him, and I think it was Smoltz. He was like, man, he's like Darwin Castro. He's like, he's young. And then he's like, but he's been in the league for like 10 years, so he's a, he's a veteran. Yeah. And I was like, it ain't been 10 years, but he's been around for several years now, and he's only like 28. Oh, yeah. So just so everybody knows, uh, I'm going to admit defeat right here. So my start of the season World Series pick was the Rangers over the Cubs. So I'm half out there. And then my start of the playoff prediction was the Astros over the Diamondbacks. So I'm half out there. Uh, Let's see if another team from Texas will let me down again. But I am just going ahead and admitting defeat since I don't have the second one on the record that I did pick the Diamondbacks to go to the World Series and they got swept by the Dodgers. So... That's probably yeah. They did not look good at all. Probably part of my bitterness towards the Dodgers, but must be. <laughs> so uh, moving on, something that I think is worth talking about right now is the U.S. got eliminated from the 2018 World Cup, and th- this this is kind of important in terms of television ratings. I believe had some interaction with uh, someone on Twitter where they said they were a soccer fan, their whole family's soccer fans, they followed soccer, they're going to watch the World Cup even if the U.S. isn't in it. And my point was that I think that the U.S. not making it makes it basically a terrible investment for Fox for the 2018 World Cup because to the casual fan, I mean, I know the sub-casual fan won't watch it all. Lucas, will you? would you have watched the U.S. and the World Cup at all? Uh, probably some, depending on what time the games were. Yeah, and I watch all the, I mean, that's basically the only soccer I watch is I watch the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup, and I might watch the women's national team if they're playing for a gold medal or a World Cup championship, but without the the U.S. in the World Cup, I just don't care about it. I don't, I won't watch, I won't follow, I just, I don't care, it, and I think that that will be a lot of your casual soccer fans' reaction here in the States, and I think that soccer has been uh, kind of falsely pushed by ESPN and Fox. I wrote a piece, man, it's been a long time ago, about how I think that, how I thought that all of the soccer talk on FS1 and ESPN was just the networks trying to get a big return on their low investment whenever they bought the TV rights to MLS. And they were trying to hype up soccer and, you know, they got it for cheap, and they were trying to get people interested. I just don't think the appetite's there. I don't think that it's going to be there. Soccer is deathly, deathly slow, and I like hockey, and I'm calling soccer slow. Uh, Lucas, what do you think? Do you think that with the U.S. out, do you think that this is going to be a, just a major TV flop in the States? Yeah, I mean, Daniel had a good point with the immigrants 
that are over here that love soccer, like they'll still watch it, but at the same time, they're not going to make up a. I mean, I was reading uh, tech and media articles talking about how Fox had, you know, 500 hours planned to coverage or something. They was going to play a bunch, a lot of games. So a lot of immigrants over here will be able to still watch their teams play in it and the hardcore guys, but it's not going to draw in people that would normally watch what that would normally watch it, you know, very casual. Like you said, yeah, you're not going to watch Germany and Argentina in the championship game unless there's literally nothing else on TV. That's interesting to you at the moment. Absolutely. And I think that that, I mean, I don't think that, I think that with the U S and the world cup, that there's a potential bigger market, almost kind of like the Olympics, you know, you have a rooting interest. And without, I think it's your soccer fans. It's the people, same people that you get to follow the MLS, and you don't pay a lot of money for TV rights to oh, the oh, MLS. It's patriotism. Watching it's for patriotism. It is like the Olympics. Does anybody really enjoy watching diving? No. Synchronized swimming or the pummel horses or whatever the gymnasts do. You know, I'm just saying, like, sure, some people might like and enjoy watching it, but you're the watching it's not from the activity. Your joy is rooting for the United States and hoping other countries mess up so we could use our superiority over them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a big part of the Olympics and what makes the World Cup fun here stateside is uh, rooting for, you know, the patriotism, the fandom of the u.s and we have like a, a deep down like we'll watch it and hope for a win because it always feels like if the u.s team wins the world cup or a gold medal that's a huge upset because soccer is not our sport no it's no. not close to being our sport but it's the rest of the world sport and you know we're dominant in every other sport so you know that's why we watch have an interest when the men Playing, I mean, and we have a huge interest on the women too. But they're actually good, and like the men, apparently. So I don't know. It's a huge blunder for Fox. It's a huge blunder for the United States. I've been waiting for Donald Trump if he could fire somebody over it, <laughs> but I haven't seen anything yet. So I don't know. So moving on to a little college football talk, I'm looking at this weekend's schedule, and there are zero top twenty-five matchups this week. Uh, maybe the most interesting games will be Auburn, LSU, or, or CBS's uh, game of the week. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and the Red River rivalry. And that's pretty much it in terms of good football games this weekend. I think that uh, Oklahoma, Texas, that's one where even if you know Texas clearly doesn't have the talent that Oklahoma does, but they can always make an upset uh, or have an upset in that game. But, ugh. It's just not a lot of really intriguing football. There's no, I mean, there you can always have an upset like you saw uh, Michigan, Michigan State last week. But I, my, I mean, my college football picks for the week against the spread are up. I think maybe uh, TCU, K State may be a uh, surprise game. It's in uh, Manhattan, and Bill Snyder has always coached well in Manhattan. So put I'm putting TCU on upset alert. Know who I'm not putting on upset alert, Lucas? Who's that? Georgia. <laughs> who are they playing? Mizzou. Oh, they're going to be a murder. They are a 30-point favorite, and in my picks against the spread, I took 
Georgia minus 30 because I think that they're going to win by well more than 30 in that game. Yeah, they likely should. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's not a very exciting weekend for college football, so it's I an, guess. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Arkansas and Alabama. Arkansas got murdered by South Carolina, so what do you think is going to happen in the when they play Alabama? They're yeah, going to get murdered. Yeah, Alabama is also on the hot chair. Yeah. The hot seat, like Butch. Yeah, him and Butch, so. their pants are on fire. Let's look ahead. Uh, Philly, Carolina, uh, in a matchup of four and one teams in the NFL on Thursday. Uh, so that's going to be one of the better games. Ooh, did you uh, did you break down or um, you broke down the uh, Patriots Jets, the matchup of three and two uh, AFC East teams? Did you see my poll today? I put out Lucas. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, if Todd Bowles should have consideration oh, for Coach of the Year. Yeah, I did. I actually voted no on that. I'm voting yeah. That team. It's way too early to say consideration for Coach. If the Jets lose out and finish the season three and thirteen, <laughs> I'm just saying through if five weeks. Win eight games, he has to get a vote. Yeah, if they finish five hundred or above, he gets a vote. But these are all NFL talent players. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, on. they they gutted their team. I, I'm nobody thought they were trying to do anything other than tank for Darno, Rosen, or Allen this year. I, I mean, they have one of the McCown brothers playing quarterback. They they have the same they, record as the Patriots. The Patriots the, this weekend. I'm for it. I mean, we'll give him the coach of the year. They have the same record as the Patriots and the Steelers today. Well, if they want to tank, then they should have fired Todd Bowles last year because here's a guy who's like, I got to win, or I'm going to lose my job. He's kind of in a no-man's land anyhow. Like, it's always tough when you see a team try to sell out and then you're the coach, and you're like, well, I'm going to get fired because I'm not going to win any games. So he's doing everything he can. He's got these guys jacked up and running enough offense to – to go with a surprisingly okay defense to win some games. Now their schedule ain't been exactly tough. Yeah. But uh, you know, they got a chance so, to win a couple more games. I mean, I don't they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. If they win eight games, Todd Bowles may be coach of the year. Oh yeah. So I was just complaining last week about uh or this past week on Monday night about the terrible Monday night football matchups that we've been exposed to. And this past Monday, it was the Bears and the Vikings, which the score for a long time was two to nothing. So uh, I thought we were watching a baseball game there for a minute. And then this Monday night, we're getting to watch Jacoby Brissett against either Matt Castle or Brandon Whedon. So who Marcus Mariota for sure out? I don't know that he's for sure out. I'm, I was talking worst case scenario. I don't know. I don't know how bad the injury is. But I mean, ESPN has got to be hoping Mariota plays because that <laughs> sounds like an awful game. I mean, it is, and there's going to be there are going to be a lot of bad games on Monday Night Football, like there were last year. Uh, I think that if the NFL has a grudge against ESPN, then they need to just end the relationship, and we need a better Monday Night Football matchup because they. they I mean, it, it's the same with Thursday Night Football. They've Got everybody suckered in because it's the only NFL game on. And what are you going to watch? A top 25 matchup on college football or are you going to watch an NFL game? 
I'm going to watch the NFL game. Yeah, and they, they know that. They know that. So they'll put all these terrible matchups on Thursday night and now on Monday night. But I hate it. I don't know. The, I mean, you can't flex well, schedule night a Monday night football. Not going anywhere. Thursday night, foot, Thursday night football might go somewhere. But Monday night football is not going anywhere. No, I mean, it's not. But they – See, what they got to do is they got to do away with the silly rule that teams could only have seven primetime matchups per season. I agree. Like that's the max. And, I mean, you want to be somewhat fair, but, I mean, you don't want the Patriots or the Steelers or the Packers or the Cowboys, you know, four of the most popular teams in the sport, playing every Sunday night or Monday night. Like, that's not that's not feasible. I don't think anybody wants that. But you've got to allow, you know – we would much rather watch the, you know, the Steelers and Chiefs are playing at 325. That should probably be a game that's a Monday night football game. Yeah. At least there would be more national interest in the Colts-Titans game. Yeah. And it may not be better football from the Steelers' side, but it's definitely more fans and more potential for better football. Yeah, and I wanted to complain about uh, Denver and the Giants, but both of those teams have huge followings. Denver's having a good year. The Giants, obviously, are 0-5. And... Yeah, and the Giants just lost one of their defensive backs uh, who walked out of practice today pissed off, Dominic <laughs> Rogers cromartie so they're suspending him. Awesome. That's what the Giants so need. So they're down four wide receivers, three of whom they lost for the year. And, yeah, the Giants, are, they might not win a game. Holy cow. Do you think this is it for yeah, Eli like with the Giants? Talking about, they're talking about, I've heard, I've started hearing rumors about seeing if another team's interested in Eli. Eli to the Jags is very interesting. It is. Uh, he's kind of just an older Blake Bortles at this point. I mean, I don't see Eli really lighting up the field anywhere he goes. Eli's thrown a lot of interceptions you know, in his career. Before last week, Eli had two straight really, really, really fantastic games. Um, the Jags have better offensive line, so I think that would help. Yeah. Better run game, certainly. And, you know, they're even talking about maybe the Jags calling up the, the Chargers, see what Phillip Rivers is up to. So, I mean, I think there might be some – I don't think it's going to happen – Trades of superstars in the NFL uh, during the season are very rare because it's a lot harder to adapt to build chemistry in a football team than it yeah. is, you know, baseball. Um, in basketball, it's pretty much just a free-for-all at this point. So, and it doesn't even really matter. Like, LeBron could be traded to anybody and they're going to win 55 games. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, so – but I think it could be a lot more interesting as far as rumors and seeing if like some bigger name like quarterback guys get traded. Oh yeah, and I mean, oh god, I was just thinking about if the Chargers lose Philip Rivers, they they'll have yeah, to they're... crawl back to San Diego. Then they have they'll have nothing left to give the people of Los Angeles or Orange County. Right. So that's kind of a mess. Uh, any thoughts on the AP trade? Uh, not really. I mean, the Saints are misusing them. He should have never signed with the Saints to begin with. But they, you know, they – how were they to know Alvin Kamara? I mean, that justifies them trading AP because Kamara's pretty good. And 
the Cardinals are a mess without David Johnson, so if Adrian Peterson can be slightly better than Chris Johnson, then there he goes. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just want David Johnson back so bad. Yeah, no, for... I need to trade Adrian Peterson to you and – bad boys (laughs) so should we talk about like the biggest one of the bigger fantasy upsets of the weekend uh hopefully you're talking about me knocking number one tyler off oh well i love that but i was meaning uh my dynasty team winning a football game this weekend yeah i beat you oh fucking sweet (laughs) i didn't even look i'm tanking dude i'm in tank mode i've been trying to trade lamar miller yeah, I, I won in what was just a pure shock to me. But I lost Brandon Marshall for the year. I lost Allen Robinson for the year. Do you think Brandon uh, Marshall has any more left in the tank? Or do you think know. he hangs it up? Uh, he's got a TV job waiting on him. It just depends what he wants to do. But, yeah, I uh, – Yeah, that's not even that big of an upset. I can't believe we're not like, – you have I two wins. Like Wyoming antelope hunting right now. Like I've been wanting, I've been waiting for him to text me back because I've been talking shit to him. <laughs> I didn't only just knock him off; I destroyed him. That's great. <laughs> like I've been getting destroyed all year because that was my first win. Yeah, I don't have one yet. Uh, so yeah, don't take too much fantasy advice from me this year, uh, listeners, because I've had a pretty rough go of it. I did have a really good uh, FanDuel team the other day. Finished 430th out of 23,000. So, nice. won a little moolah there. Uh, one thing I'm I love about... 5-0 in the Fumbling Punter League. Ooh, look at you go. I am 1-4 in that league. And I set it up and I'm in the commissioner, so clearly collusion. Clearly collusion. Uh, but, all right, Lucas, anything before we get off here? Uh, Nope. Yeah, I I don't have anything. Uh, sorry, we got a l- couple days late on the podcast this week. Uh, we'll try to be timely on Monday next week, talk everything fresh that happened on the weekend of football. But for Lucas Jones, I'm Devin Keeney. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast.